Hey folks, on this, this month's episode of EdTech, we're going to be talking about whiteboards, collaborative whiteboards, and the good intentions behind them. All this and more on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 64, All Good Intentions. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron Electronics. This is EdTech, the monthly higher ed tech podcast. I'm your host, Bill O'Donnell. This month, I'm joined by Mr. Jason Taylor from Drexel. How are you, sir? I'm I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm also joined by Scott Tyner. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me on again. Of course. And last but certainly not least, the Amos to my Andy, Mr. Ernie Bailey. How are you, sir? Uh, Bill, I'm doing great. That's good. So, um, a couple of the articles we're going to cover today. Uh, First one off the gate is uh, through Commercial Integrator, and it is about how uh, Elmo Professional acquires uh, uh, Intenso. And in their case, they are going down the realm of doing content creation service. Now, um, a bunch of us uh, end up uh, doing digital signage from time to time. And, um, you know, if you go through the article and everything, it does kind of get more into this realm of who do you get your, you know, who do you get your digital signage, either both the hardware or the software. And then really it also then turns into um, who are you getting some, some of your content from? because I won't lie, some of us uh, have folks who are dedicated just to creating the content, um, to which I say good for them. Uh, If you're like me or a couple other folks, um, say at like Rutgers or some other schools, um, sometimes they actually farm out that that content creation to, um, you know, they're literally content creation services. And in this case, it kind of boils down into do you go with a content creation service uh, that's through your distributor or do you go through the integrator or do you just go to the third party and, you know, uh, hire uh, a a really scrappy MFA student and say, get going. I hope you know how to do Python and get crackalackin'. So, um, you know, uh, as I say, Scott, I'll start with you first on this one. Yeah, I, I think this is a, is a good move. I think one of the things that we all know that AV manufacturers, integrators need to start doing is thinking about services, not just uh, equipment. Um, at Bates, and I think we were just saying, Bill, everybody does their own thing. At Bates, uh, actually, uh, all of our uh, administrative assistants for the academic programs are content creators for our digital signage system. So we probably have uh, 20 to 30 content creators. Um, but I think for a lot of places and a lot of schools who use digital signage in different ways, this makes a lot of sense. And I can see schools buying into this idea of, um, if not all of the content, some of the content. Um, so I, I, think it, I think doing this type of thing of, of bringing in services into a uh, manufacturing or uh, integrator business makes a ton of sense. Yeah, well, in this case, the, the way I kind of view it is, um, yeah, it's the, hey, we already give you the hardware. Uh, a lot of times, you know, folks are under state contracts, so it's, well, yeah, it's this, it's a contract extension, or you work it on, you know, you extend it out this way. And 
a lot of times, and I'm not diminishing anything or anything like that, a lot of times folks will look at digital signage and you know they'll get things like, oh, we want it to look like this and oh, just get it out there. And they, a lot of times they just want it to work. So it kind of turns yeah. from, you know, it's cool that you can have all this motion graphics and you can have, you know, say an RSS feed at the bottom and everything else. But it's another thing to be the guy that has to go and say, okay, how do I get this to where folks pay attention? And a lot of times it does help if like, you know, you have a service where they're like, oh yeah, no, we already know all the ins and outs and we know how long the, the content will play for that folks will pay attention to and everything. And, you know, it, as I say, it's part of, you know, if you add it on, it's just ad additional job duties. They'll go and say, okay, is it on a PowerPoint slide? Okay. There you go. Yeah. Well, Bill, I actually think that that's a great point. So it, it, at many of our colleges, we have uh, communications offices who may know very well um, different types of media, print media, web media. This is a completely different type of media. And if you're talking about uh, an interactive display or trying to get impression counts off of something, um, I think that this is a, a place that that, that helps. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, um, you know, your, your marketing folks are good people, um, but, you know, all of a sudden it's, hey, listen, um, we're going to set up a kiosk for the uh, engineering department so we can show them, like, you know, oh, all the cool robotic stuff and everything. Your marketing folks know how to reach out to the external people via, like, you know, maybe say email or maybe a you, you know, YouTube video or something like that. But making, you know, the actual, you know, push the button here. They're going to go, mm -hmm. I don't know, here's the video. It's just, a, uh, you know what, here, just make it look cool. And it's, it's, it's nothing against them. It's marketing. That's their, whole, that's their whole thing. But it then kind of turns on, on us in which it's like, well, Bill, you already know how to do digital science. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, uh, you know, don't make, I know how to wire the GPIO stuff. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I know, you know, how the, uh, uh, you know, if you push this button, it goes to this and that and that. It's like, no, I'm like, I will admit up front, I am a hardware guy. But if you told me, Bill, you have to make up an interactive sign, I'll go, cool. Um, here's some PowerPoint. Here's some embedded video. And I'm pretty sure I can drag and drop uh, an RSS feed. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, as I say, Ernie, how about your, how about yourself with the, with, uh, all the funness going on? Well, we actually hired our own content creator and mm -hmm. we have a creative service department overseas, uh, everything for the hospital and the school. Mm -hmm. They have, they have all their rules and everything. And they had someone doing print and video and web, and they just added a, uh, content creator that had experience in digital signage. I don't know where they found this person, but they do a fairly decent job, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's one of those things where um, it's kind of like getting on a bicycle. Like the the the, the initial kind of like push gets. It's one of those like uh, I don't know what's going on, but then once it starts hitting a stride, it's like okay, yeah, here we are. It's going. It's moving. Um, it's because it, it's it's really kind of forming uh, like you're essentially forming your own brand with it. Not that you know, not that not that you know. There's not already you know certain branded colors and schemes and things like that. But it's I'll, I'll say this: um, certain with our own with our own campus, um, the the uh, prof school of performing or not school of performing arts, but the um, College of Music Arts and Communications. The theater department, how they brand everything versus how they brand it over at the, you know, in the fine arts building, 
two very different animals as to how they come across and how they deal deal with it. And that's within the same college. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a steering the Titanic. They put a stop to that on our campus several years ago. And there is one group that approves any branding. If you put our logo or our colors on anything, it has to be approved by them. Even if it's, you know, just a bug in the corner of your PowerPoint, but they control what it looks like if it's being seen by anybody off campus. Oh yeah. My, my all time favorite um, was many, many moons ago when I was far younger and dumber um, was we were actually installing um, AV for MetLife. Now here's the fun part. Do you know that MetLife uh, um, when they were still doing stuff with Snoopy? Well, two things. One, they actually do have a very, they have a specifically branded uh, MetLife Blue as well as a MetLife font. Okay, fine. Well, we decided to be nice and we're like, oh, here, we're going to put Snoopy on, uh, on each of the touch panels. The, uh, I believe one of the board, of the, one of the uh, uh, board members uh, saw one of the panels and said, uh, you have to remove those immediately. And I'm like, why? What's the big deal? Is, don't you guys already have a license for that? They're like, yes, we pay per license. <laughs> <laughs> The Schultz family, they're like, they're like, they're like, we have to pay for every time, every time you have it on the screen and everything. I'm like, well, all right. Evidently, I made the Schultz family very happy with this one, but you know, that was about at least 20 panels, so I was like, oh, oops, oops. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's one of those. Once again, you get into a, a license and branding and everything else. Uh, Jason, do you guys have? Do you guys uh, end up running the digital signage on your campus, or do you guys just throw? We do not. You don't. Um, uh, no, there is digital signage, and I believe it comes under student life. Wow. Um, and uh, it's lacking, honestly. There's not a whole lot of, of signage around. I can tell you the uh, the temperatures on the signs downstairs are about 30 degrees off. Uh, they, they say it's in the 50s right now. I don't know if it's set for Celsius, but um, so, you know, I think that the content is, it's obviously managed in-house. Um, so I like, I kind of like the idea of outsourcing you know, having a company come in and say, hey, let's put all these more signs up and, and here's how we can run your content for you a little better. Um, it is. It's because, Jason, just to, just to give everyone a, a better idea of things, how big is, how big is the, the, the staff that you guys have for how many classrooms? Uh, my personal AV staff is, yeah. uh, I have three full-time people, not including myself, two mm -hmm. co-ops and about 130 plus classrooms. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we don't, we don't want to take on digital signage. We have, <laughs> we have our hands full. See, that's the, and I think that's what the advantage is, is that uh, in our case, we have three full-time, uh, we have three full-time folks, uh, one satellite campus, and about 250 plus classrooms. And so if they said, Bill, you're going to handle digital signage, I'm kind of looking going, I'll handle the hardware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put the signs up. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those things of... Can we do it? Sure. Um, give me another body because it's, it's, it's right. balancing out job duties and everything else because, you know, uh, um, it's not that, as I say, believe me, it's not like we're all just kicking back in our offices and reading Reddit. It's really more of, okay, we have this project going on. We have uh, downtime this, with this time, this time frame. We're looking at getting classrooms done then. And yeah, I, I actually really appreciate the fact that we're kind of getting into the, oh, you can actually pick who your content creation service is. It's actually mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Uh, anyways, um, <clears throat> so next up on the list is, uh, through, is, uh, is off of uh, Rave, and it's written by our own Scott Tyner of no more collaborative whiteboards, please. Please. And please. <laughs> 
please. Very nice about it. Please. That was a, that's all caps. You know, if you go like internet speak is please. But anyway. Yeah, I should have just done a hashtag, please. I <laughs> might have been more. No, that's all right. See, I would have done hashtag sorry, not sorry. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but if you go read through the article, um, both Google and Crestron um, have kind of come up with their, uh, it's a whiteboard capture system. And it's one of those things where, you know what, Scott, I'll, I'll let you, you know, explain the article and everything, and then we'll, we'll get into the, uh, the, the P's and Q's of it. All right, I'll try not to get on my, on my high horse too much about this, because I think one of the great things about this show, actually, is that there's different people from different institutions, and we all have different cultures and do things different ways. So I, I remember back uh, 12, 13 years ago when we started trying to do this with smart boards and some podiums, and it has just never caught on. Oh, God, Any, podiums. <laughs> yeah, anywhere we've tried to do it. And any and I finally got to the point where, where I, and I say this in an article, where if I have to say to somebody, let me teach you how to use something that you've been using for 20 years without anybody teaching you, you, you just have lost them right there. So that, that's part number one. Uh, we, I, I spoke a little bit about some of the issues I saw with the, the uh, airboard, which I was actually initially excited about. Um, but there's a there's a, a delay and there's a reason for the delay and that's so you don't get the motion sickness and the like. But I think in, in the end, one of the things that really hits me is that um, I think these companies that produce these interactive whiteboards um, are they don't are, they don't they don't want to admit a sunk cost. They don't want to to me say, OK, this isn't what we thought it was going to be 10 years ago. Let's move on to some different product. I say in there, you know, Mersive to me has a product that is much more interactive. It's much more how students are bringing phones, tablets, computers into the classroom now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I, for me to go into a, a place like Infocom and see a whiteboard after a digital whiteboard after a digital whiteboard, it's like, show me something different, please. So I will counter with you on this one in that uh, it's ironic that, you know, I'm speaking, we're talking about this in the higher ed world. Um, however, the place that I can see there, it's, it's a weird, like, kind of, oh, here, we aimed it at you guys. And I'm like, you should, you should aim it over this way, is um, actually in the pharmaceutical uh, realm. Those folks, uh, they live and die by whiteboards. I, I kid you not. I remember, like, going into Novartis and a couple other places, and they still had, and this was, this was very telling, they actually still had whiteboard capture systems. However, um, they had two models. One was you could record all the uh, content that was being um, written, and it would record onto a three and a quarter floppy, to which I was kind of yes. looked and I was like, "How? How? It's just, that's just impressive." And the other one was through a USB uh, a USB dongle. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how they were able to shove that onto a three and a quarter floppy, but that's another discussion. Um, but the thing is, is this, is that I, I can see where, I can see the intent of where this was coming from. And that is, um, we do have faculty members who I'm gonna just use as this, they're very seasoned. Uh, they're very much in the realm of don't move my cheese. And um, there are ones who are like, yeah, no, I teach by you know writing out, uh, uh, writing out equations or writing out stuff on the whiteboard and everything. And you're right, I will definitely give you this in that if they have to go and do an extra couple of steps or they have to like, if, if, there's, if there's an easy record button, this would be awesome. If there was like a, you know, 
oh gosh, see, I'm already uh, formulating this in the back of my head. If there was a way where you had like a little GPIO button and you literally just went, it said like record and you went just, you know, slap, you know, slapped it on the wall and there you go. That would probably make a lot of folks really happy. You'd also have to script it to where it just, you know, records straight to the desktop or something. But a lot, there are, I think that's, I think that's where Google and Crestron kind of reached out was that you have some of these faculty members who are like, yeah, no, I, I do this stuff on a chalkboard um, or I also do stuff on a whiteboard and that's just how I teach. You know, I, I can also see like music department folks doing this. But you, the, the, one of the things I found out about the Crestron whiteboard was that, or the airboard was the fact that it only covers a four foot by six foot uh, imprint. So, you know, if you try to do this in a big auditorium, uh, you're going to have to have a couple or you're going to have to, you're gonna have to build out some blocking to where folks are going to look and say, are we doing like gymnastics in here or what's going on? <laughs> um, so it's, it's a good, I would say this, it's, there's good intent behind it. Um, but the road to heck is paved with good intentions. Um, so there are some things I think need to kind of go back into the, into the oven and everything. Um, that's just my little bit. And, uh, ironically how I, I you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take myself off the soapbox and uh, Ernie, Jason, either, either of your opinions on this one. Well, uh, I'll go, you know, for years, like Scott, you know, we've had people say, you know, let me come show you our whiteboard and I'll bring faculty in and they'll all look at it and they'll say, that's neat. But then when they start showing how to use it, it's not intuitive. It's not something they can pick up. They don't want to spend time learning how to use the teaching tools. And, I, and I've always uh, advocated against that. Uh, you know, you need to have something that's very simple, intuitive, that instructors can use. They should be thinking about what they're teaching, not how to use the technology. Uh, I've never had an instructor, after we show them one of these whiteboards, say, I'll go to the provost for you and tell them we need three of these. You know, <laughs> uh, we never, no one wants to back up the funding. They, they got other things they'd rather see money spent on. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where we've been with that. Now, the, the counter, the, the other thing I, I think is, and Scott brought up a good point with this, is if you got like, say, an interactive display of some sort, um, and you attached immersive pod to that, that I think yeah. actually works out really well because folks can go and say, oh yeah, hey, I have this, let me show it, you know, let me throw it up on my phone, We'll put it up on the uh, on the screen, and you know from there you can kind of move stuff around and and make it a little bit and make the uh, the interaction a little bit better on that one. But that's just you know as I say that once again that's a nice soapbox. I'm gonna get, get right back off. Um, yeah, uh, as I say, Jason, if you guys uh, as I say, all right, I'll ask up front. Do you guys still have some podiums or smart boards? Which might uh, add, smart's, smart's not even in, in the whiteboard making business. They, they exist and, and do not get used beyond, you know, just PowerPoint presentation projection. Um, I actually, there is a product out there that I like. Um, the Samsung Flip is, is a pretty intuitive uh, whiteboard. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is that the current iteration doesn't have an output. So <laughs> it's not very useful in a classroom setting. It's, I mean, it was basically designed for a conference room setting. And I think every everyone they've given it to has said uh, you need an HDMI out on this thing if you want it to be useful. So I think that will come. 
but it's a it's a pretty intuitive you know it's got a pen you write on you flip it over it's a highlighter you use the back of your hand to erase it you can scroll through pages uh, so even if you're not trying to save anything you're not trying to do anything other than what a normal whiteboard does it does that you know without somebody telling you how to do it you can literally pick up the little pen and start writing on it. fair enough uh, uh, but I, yeah, that's the only one that I've seen that I'm like, oh, this this works well. You know, every everything else is it's too much. How do I do this? True. Um, like I said, for our a lot of times with our faculty, um, <clears throat> there there does kind of turn into this. Hey, look at all the cool toys we have for you. And Scott kind of hit the nail on the head, and that is, um, you can you know listen. We can make you know million dollar Ferrari style classrooms and everything, but. If the folks, you know, if folks don't know how to drive stick, well, it's now essentially a million dollar paper. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, it's it's one of those things of, like I said, the intent was there. It's a good it's a good intent. Um, the other thing that I actually found out about the, uh, at least about the airboard, is that they're like, oh yeah, here we can save it to uh, the cloud or your own. Um, you know, they're like. Or you know you can uh, you can have uh, just an HDMI output, and I'm going well. Then it just turns into a document camera. And I'm like, well, no. And I'm like, no. It's exactly what a document camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's let's put it this way. Um, <clears throat> it's one of those things where, once again, good intention. Um, there has to, I think it it needs to kind of go back into the oven for a little bit. Is is what I'm going to say on that one. Well, and I, I would say too, Bill. I, I think that. I could imagine this being used in some corporate boardrooms. I can, we've, we've thought about it in some conference room tier baits. And as I said, it, it has never taken off at base, but I, I think there's a place for it. Mm -hmm. My campus just isn't that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will, I will say this. Um, a perfect example is this in our own library, the folks uh, who do, who run the curriculum materials. And so, you know, that's the, you know, they, they get the, uh, uh, curriculum development stuff for um, the College of Education. So, you know, you're K through 12 folks. And they go, yeah, hey Bill, we want a smart board. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Sorry, but but they have it in K through 12, so we need to have it. I'm like, you're not going, I was like, it's going to be cool for about 10 minutes and then you're not going to use it. Well, they eventually got money. Then I spec'd it out. Then they cried poverty. So I had to go and get, um, I think it was like a J board or something like that. It was it was very off-brand. And I'm going, all right, here you go. And you put it together. And I went, oh, I don't know how to use it. I'm like, you just asked for that. <laughs> I'm like, so now I had to go and learn how to use this thing. Did the train the trainer bit. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we didn't want that. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, let's put it this way. It's one of those things where folks look and go and say, it's cool. I look at it all and I go and say, okay, show me a case use application. Show me, it's like, you know, Scott, Scott, you're, you're dead right about this. And that is, show me where folks can go and say, oh yeah, no, I, I know how to use it and everything. Oh yeah, here, I'll show you. And, but they have to be a faculty, they have to be like a faculty member or an instructor yes. or I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll go to the, 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 the nth degree and say, you know what, just show me a part-time adjunct that's cool with this. If they're right. going to yeah. that, like, all right, cool. But, you know, don't tell me like, you know, oh, no, it's great. Oh, you just have to do this and then this. And I'm like, it's it, our faculty a lot of times, 
this is one of the big things and Ernie and I uh, and, and Scott, we've all kind of chatted about this. We try to standardize our rooms as much as possible. That way when the faculty, you know, a lot of times the registrar will shove them in a room because they tend to look at classrooms almost like airplanes in which they go and say, what's the seating capacity? Okay, cool. <laughs> or we're putting them in there. Um, and we try to standardize this stuff so that it makes sense for them. If we suddenly start adding, you know, kind of one-offs, the faculty will either A, uh, really like it and all fight for it, which is always great. Uh, or B, they're going to look and say, yeah, I have no idea what this thing does. Um, if I was in a car, I'd imagine that was the ejector seat and I'm, I'm, I'm not touching that. Uh, no, it's true. I, I you know, it, all right, I will, all right, I will round this all up with this one. Uh, we had, no, no, we, we designed a classroom that had a wireless touch panel dock. And you know, if you held the if you held the the finger on the button for the panel for like a good five minutes or five seconds, um, five minutes, wow, uh, five seconds. If you held it on there, the dock would pop off. You know, the the panel would pop off the dock. Well, we had a couple of faculty members like it doesn't work, and I'm like, yeah, it does. Uh, I was like, if you want, I'll even put it for immediate, and we did. And it turned out the faculty actually used their pinky, and it turns out. The uh, little Crestron panel, that's not enough of a, of a footprint for it to recognize as a button press, so it wouldn't do anything. And so we're like, use your thumb. But when we use the thumb, they're like, oh, yeah. They're like, wait, is it, what's, what's that supposed to mean? I'm like, that means you have small hands. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's one of those things of just, you know, it's like, oh, good idea. Then it's like, you know what? You, you, you actually got to let the, the, the gorilla test the Samsonite luggage from time to time. Yes, yeah. that's right. That was a horrible analogy, but you all know what I mean, <laughs> folks. Anyways, uh, that's about all the time we have for this month. Um, Scott, where can the fine folks find you online? <laughs> uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at, at S Tyner, uh, and I'm also on LinkedIn. Okay. Jason, where can they find you? This drexel.edu. Okay, That's fair it. enough. <laughs> Mr. Ernie? Uh, find me on LinkedIn. All right, there we go. That's all the time we have. We will see you guys next month. And remember, you are listening to EdTech on Aviation. <laughs>